back to the podcast. Today you're listening to the voice of Peter Walkden, the proud owner of Walkden Entertainment. Here we talk about all sorts of films, old films, new films, classic films, films that shouldn't exist and films that contain Bruce Willis in it. That's right, we simply like to party. But today we've got a very special episode for you today. We've got an interview with a man by the name of Andrew Truckee. Now, if you don't know who Andrew is, he directed a film back in 2010 known as The Reef, which was actually a very popular Australian film. And not only that, he's also directed other big films within Australia known as Blackwater and Blackwater Abyss. But Andrew has actually got a film coming out in Australian cinemas from this week being Shark Week, known as The Reef Stalked. And I was very lucky to actually have a sneak peek at the film, but also catch up with Andrew to talk a little bit more about his upcoming film and discuss some of the challenges he had to get it made and created within Australia. But before we get stuck into that interview, I'll talk a little bit about the film. Naturally, this podcast contains zero spoilers as always, so let's talk a little bit about the film. Now, firstly, I'm just going to say right off the bat, if you haven't seen the original Reef film which was made back in 2010 don't stress too much because the cool thing is with this new installment is it's got brand new characters it's got a brand new premise and there is no real connection to that original film other than the fact that this film does obviously contain the concept of people being attacked by a shark but as far as the plot's concerned with this new installment, we basically follow a character by the name of Nick. Now, Nick basically discovers that her older sister is involved in an abusive relationship. And Nick unfortunately witnesses something pretty horrific in regards to the relationship that her sister is involved in. And when she has this experience, she decides to run away and try and start her life afresh. And basically, she comes back home nine months later to be reunited with her best friends and also her younger sister and as this group of four catch up together they decide to go on a kayaking trip basically going to the pacific islands in honor of nick's oldest sister you see nick and her big sister used to share multiple kayaking adventures in the past but of course, you can kind of see where this plot is going to be going as the four basically come together and journey into the ocean to revisit Memory Lane. We soon learn firstly that Nick is still suffering from the trauma and even has reoccurring flashbacks regarding her older sister. Despite this, she continues to push through and push forward with the adventure. However, while in the water, it's not long until this group of four soon discovered they're being stalked by a gigantic great white shark with a major thirst for blood. Now these four close friends will need to work together to try to live and try to survive. Without going any further ahead, I'm now going to play you the film's trailer and we'll jump straight into the interview that I had with the film's director, producer and writer. Enjoy. Amazing, isn't it? Three days of paddling. Three days. Don't worry. We'll take it easy on you. something. 
thing is stalking us. You get to the island, okay? We have to help her. <laughs> the next island has reception and people. Okay, what about boats? <laughs> Andrew, all the way from Queensland, Australia. How are you doing this evening? Good, Peter. Thanks. And how are you? I'm doing tremendous. I'm actually very excited for you this evening because very shortly I'm going to ask you some questions about a little film that's coming out this Thursday from July 28th. And firstly, I must admit and just really take my hat off to you because you, sir, have a tremendous film career. Uh, <laughs> you know, if we look at your previous films, We've got titles like Blackwater and Blackwater Abyss, which are absolutely brilliant popcorn entertaining films. And back in 2010, you released a little film called The Reef. And, you know, all of these films have some great themes and some great entertainment. And as mentioned from this Thursday, we're going to have a sequel to your 2010 film follow-up known as The Reef Stalked. Now, my first question to you, sir, is when I look at your career, and I say this with a bit of cheek and grin, what is it with you and, and monsters? What is it with you and sharks <laughs> and crocodiles? You know, yeah. what's your general vibe about these films with the same sort of themes and featuring yeah. these creatures? Yeah, well, I, I guess, um, Peter, to start with, it was all about um, Australia in a way because, um, and, and also because I wanted to get started in the film industry and, um, and to do that, I had to find the right sort of film. And like, I'd always liked thrillers, but actually I'd been trying to get another film up, which was a, a, a sci-fi. And that fell over, and um, and 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 so I knew that I had to do a smaller, more contained film. And I was looking around for an idea, and I knew it had to be low budget because that's how you get your break. So I was watching these low budget films, and I came across Open Water. And at the same time, there was a crocodile in the lounge room. Uh, don't ask me how, but it wasn't a real one; it was a blow-up one. Um, yeah. And I put the two together, and, and I went, "Wow, I know." And so I started researching, and I came across some real harrowing Australian stories about crocodiles and one of them really piqued my interest and I went off with that. And so that's how I got my start and that was with, you know, and I was very excited to do that film because um, we came up with the idea of using real crocodiles but also I wanted to make it a thriller more than an action film because, you know, a lot of those films, they just rely on uh, cheap CGI and and bad action to try. And, you know, they're kind of almost... Um, I don't know, taking the piss or something because they just, they're not, they're not, you know, I, I, and I took it very seriously and thought, wow, what, what would it be like to really be in this situation? And that was the way I kicked off. And that was so successful that I kind of quickly got pigeonholed. And, and luckily I found another great story about a true shark story. And, and then after that, I was definitely pigeonholed. So um, a lot of it's just been, you know, the, the, my early success led me this way. But, you know, another part of it, I, I do love this tension, building tension and suspense and, and making thrillers. So whether it be a shark or a, 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 a killer, I don't really, you know, a human uh, serial killer, I don't really mind as long as I get to play that game. Love it. Great answer indeed. Now, this mm. time around, you actually, you had your work cut out for you. You're serving mm. as a director, 
a producer, and this time you're actually serving as a writer as well. Mm. And I'm not going to go into too much depth about the story. I want people to go yeah. to the cinemas to check this out for themselves. But I was a little curious because this one is obviously a little bit different as yeah. far as plot and story yeah. and also the original film. Where did the idea of this story come from with this sequel? Yeah, no, that's a very good question. Um, look, I've been aware of... Um, uh, the dilemma that is, you know, domestic violence and 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 that afflicted on women for a long time, mm-hmm. and at the same time, I've always I'm always responded better to elevated thrillers like films that you know you go there and you have your rush and all that, but at the same time you walk out of the cinema going, wow, that was kind of interesting, you know. Like um, I was only watching Deliverance again the other day and realised how ahead of its time it was and how many themes it's got about not only about eco you know problems with environment but also the masculinity of men and and and, you know the outsider and all that and and those sort of films really stimulate me so when I started writing this one I really wanted to do more than just a shark film I was you know I thought I've kind of done a shark film I need to do something more so I was very keen to also elevate this and knowing you know what the social problem of domestic violence is was on my mind and then at the same time I surf and I know that a man um, that surfers call sharks the man in the grey suit and that became a perfect sort of vehicle for me to go well it can be an allegory about that they can we can still have this shark thriller but there's this other level where we're talking about something else and that's sort of what sort of got me interested in writing it and why I wrote it the way I did. Tremendous and thanks to uh, Universal Pictures I've been very honored to actually see the film and you definitely have elevated a very different and I was actually very unexpected I must admit um, with the story and it, it took me by surprise so again I take my hat off oh, sincerely good. to right. you for I'm making glad. something that's a little bit unexpected and different and mm. I have to ask the question how long did it take you to make this film because obviously there's a lot that goes on right from yeah. the start through finish everything from underwater as well as above water yeah. and islands and everything yeah. what was the duration of making this film from start to finish? Well, from very start, um, it took me about a year to write the script because I sort of knocked out a first draft in three months, but then, you know, not full time, but yep. writing and rewriting and rewriting and writing and rewriting and writing and, re- you know, how it is. It's sort of um, writing to me is rewriting. Um, and But then once we actually got the money, because that then takes another year or two, um, we sort of kicked off in about March, April last year in pre, pre like pre-production, and we were actually filming June, but we only had a 24-day shoot. We then did a wow. two days of underwater. Um, but, yeah, so it was a very short shoot. Um, and then we finished the entire film in March this year, sort of, yeah, wow. it just came out of post. So, yeah. Yeah. That's tremendous. And another thing I've got to um, give you some positive feedback on is obviously just the film's tone and, and atmosphere, which I found was actually quite incredible. And I was sort of curious to ask if you can reveal any, I guess, details regarding some of the movie magic or maybe some of the things or ingredients that helped you get that realism. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to, to sort of sub-question you on is you're very well known for using real creatures in these mm. films. And some people may not be aware whether or not if you've done it again here or not. So I was curious if you can comment on that briefly as well. Sure. So, um, yeah, we've used real sharks uh, in the film again because, yep. you know, um, I, I'm a big exponent of believing that reality is the way to go. If you want to really get people in that situation and make them feel the tension, you want to be as real as possible. Um, you know, I'm, I'm quite keen on quoting Stephen King to say that when you see the zipper down the monster's back, the game's over. So, you know, you really want your um, 
your your villain or whatever you want to call it to be as real as possible. So you can't get more real than using real sharks. Um, and in terms of creating the tone in that, um, thanks for that. I really appreciate that you found it, um, you know, interesting and and gripping. So yeah, for me, um, apart from trying to elevate the film, it's really about the tension and building that rather than the action. So for me, it's the build up that's so important. And um, if you get the moment that you want to build to, and then you just look at it and try and slow it down and look at it from as many angles as you can, and then find the way you can draw out some small moment and make it very gripping, that's sort of the game I play. Um, and of course, with, sh with sharks or any animal that lives in the sea underwater, biggest fear is not where is it, but you will know exactly the biggest fear, sorry, is not there's a fin, but where is that fin, you know? Exactly. So I played with that a lot of you. Mm. Yeah, tremendous. And as far as your leading character's concerns, mm. we've got a leading character here by the name of Nick, uh, played again wonderfully by Teresa. Uh, again, I was sort of curious as to, you know, what attracted you to grab this actress to play this character? Because once again, uh, you know, this character is dealing with a lot of mm. emotion, again, right mm. from the word go, from various yeah. points and different views. What was the main attraction that that you looked at her and said, this is the yeah. for this film. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just a bit of magic there. Like, you know, you sometimes, we did a lot of auditioning because we wanted Nick, you know, obviously we started with Nick because she's the main character, yep. but yep. sometimes, you know, you just you just see an audition and you just go, wow, and that's what happened to Teresa, you know. It was, it was really a case of she really nailed the emotions. She looked great. Um, she, you know, talking to her on the phone, she obviously was an intelligent person that knew how to take direction and, and, and you know, add to the character, not just you know, um, except my my understanding of it. So Wonderful. she really ticked all the boxes and and, I, and I'm just so happy we got her, yeah. Tremendous. And one question I always like asking about films is just some of the challenges or hurdles that you might have mm. come across. You know, in this day and age, a lot of directors and things like that are saying, well, COVID was the biggest frustration yeah. or COVID was the biggest challenge. But putting COVID aside for a second, yeah. I was sort of curious to know maybe what your biggest challenge was <laughs> trying yeah. to get this film done uh, to be released in Australian cinemas? What was the biggest hurdle while making it? Yeah, no, look, I've got to say, uh, filming on a live location, not in a tank. So mm. we were filming off a beach in Queensland, up near um, Townsville in Bowen. And, um, you know, we were at the mercy of the weather, so um, it blew, it rained. <laughs> you know, it was consistency in the light. Um, so, yeah, we are in the water every day for 10 hours. That gets pretty heavy. Oh, not heavy, yeah. but just tiring um you know in full wetsuits um but the two sort of major stories are that one day there was actually a shark on set i mean like luckily we weren't in the water and luckily it was a small shark but nevertheless you know a four-foot reefy went pie one day wow. and you realize you're in a very live set and then you also realize you're in a very live set when uh, unfortunately one of the camera assistants trod on a ray and got a barb in her leg and spent four days in hospital so yeah it was it was mainly the the environment that really sort of was very draining and you know like if the wind blew one day the wind blew my script out of my hand and it landed in the water and it just became uh, paper mache so oh, no. <laughs> it was, See, they're you know, good stories yeah yeah and, and you know camera equipment doesn't like salt water so it was always constantly a battle with the, the elements really Absolutely. No, that's some good stories. I don't usually get good gritty stories like that, but I'm embracing <laughs> that one tonight, that's for sure. So as mentioned, I, I know your uh, your time is very precious because you have got a big film coming out again yeah. in Australian cinemas from July 28th 
that's this Thursday. But I wanted to wrap up and sort of summarize just with an opportunity for you to talk to the people of Australia who are maybe or maybe not thinking about checking this film out. Yeah, um, sure. I'm definitely encouraging people that they grab the biggest popcorn they can, <laughs> take their mum and grandma, girlfriend, boyfriend, check this film out. But I wanted you to have the floor just as a wrap up to, to basically speak to the people of Australia. Why should they go to the cinemas and check out The Reef Stalked? The floor is yours, good sir. Yeah, thank you. Um, look, I think for several reasons. I mean, you know, it's a it's a great thriller. Um, if you like thrillers, you you'll want to see this film. I, I, and I and I think you know the problem we sometimes have is that these films get pigeonholed that they are there for you know young males. But I actually think this book film talks to females as well, um, yeah. especially with the themes that it has and it's got a lot of relationship and looks at trauma and and things like that. So I think there's good relationships in it. There's great thrills. And there's real sharks. What more can you ask for? Yeah, tremendous. <laughs> Narrowed it down perfectly beautifully. If you're listening to this interview, please check this film out. It is Australian. It's fun. It's got a shark. It's entertaining and it's tense. <laughs> and this is what cinema is all about. And you know what? After you see the film in cinema, buy some of his films on Blu-ray. I'm pointing <laughs> at them right now if you see the visuals. The Reef and also Blackwater. Uh, <laughs> films that you've got to have in your movie collection. Andrew, again, I'm very honoured to meet you. I am generally a fan of your films, oh, so I've had some butterflies in me this evening. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I wish you all the very best and uh, great success for this film again, 28th of July. Thank you again for your time and good luck with this release. Thank you so much, Peter. I really have enjoyed talking to you. There you have it. That concludes the interview that I had with Andrew. And once again, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm certainly embracing these opportunities that I've been given. And a big shout out to Universal Pictures for allowing me to preview the film, as well as having the opportunity and honour to meet Andrew. I truly did enjoy that. So as we come to a summary and close, as mentioned, this is going to have a very limited release in Australian cinemas from July 28th, and it's most certainly the kind of film that you really do need to support on the big screen. Visually, it is very enjoyable as well, so buy that big tub of popcorn and bag of Maltesers to go with it, and I guarantee you will have a lot of fun. So if you're curious about my entire thoughts on the film, as far as review purposes are concerned, you can go to my website, which is www.walkedonentertainment.com and you'll actually see that I have officially reviewed the film as well. So if you'd like to check that out, please visit the website. Otherwise, I'm available on all social media platforms, which you'll find those details in this podcast episode. Once again, thank you so much for listening and thank you for your ongoing support on this podcast. Stay tuned for more reviews and more interviews. Until next time, keep watching.